You're listening to Wanye's World, presented by Oodle Noodle. Oh, hold on. Boyd Devereaux. Ooh, that's... 1997 World Junior. Oh, I remember Boyd Devereaux. I believe... Oh, you got to double check, but I think that was one of our worst years for uh, World Juniors, I believe. And I don't know if he was on the team or there was one before, but it was right around 97. We lost to Kazakhstan in the... Six seven five six final. Like we came in. Like what the fuck? We did. Yeah. Gross. Yeah. And Boyd Devereaux was on that team. I don't know. Maybe Boyd was on the next team. I don't remember. Somewhere around there, though, we lost to. If I'm not mistaken, Kazakhstan. When we got Boyd Gordon, my joke was mm-hmm. he's no Boyd Devereaux, and I <laughs> used that joke hourly for 18 months until Shit. he left. Why do they have a picture of Boyd Gordon up on the wall in the arena? Really? Yeah. Where? Uh, so behind our net, first and third, yeah, like behind our net, first and third. Wow, whatever section. I, so when I went to the the morning skate with Detroit or whatever, we had to walk down the one hallway. Yeah, it was just right there, Boyd what? Gordo. They took down the Oscar Clefbaum one, but left the Boydy Gordo up. Yeah, I don't get it. Maybe he's got something on the oil. He's a better oiler. Maybe he had it in his contract. Like if you up. build a new arena, yeah, I am on the wall for thirty years. That's what I'm trying to make my contract that too. Yeah, well, you got it too. You you have a longer I'm deal than Boy Gordo. Two years in, pay deferred like Otani. I got so I heard that OEG and that store really don't have anything to do with each other. Really, it's not yeah. that Ice District Athletics. Yeah, it? like they don't like. Yeah, I'm just like they couldn't like OEG couldn't just so I need to go talk to like the. Why can't the OEG on the OEG store? I have no idea. <laughs> that stuff's over my head. That's the business question. That is your specialty. I'm the one raising my hand and saying, what the hell is going on here? They must yeah. be getting more money through like a flat rent than by taking on the risk of selling their own merch. Yeah, it's probably a third party. I'm curious if it also has to do with the apparel that they're able to sell too. Because then, then they wouldn't be so limited in some of the stuff, even though it's the Oilers. But then if OEG wants to not have something in the store, OEG or the store wouldn't have to say anything about it. If I had anything to say about anything with the OEG, I'd be getting in hours from the NH- like letters from the NHL every hour being like, why'd you make a purple jersey? Why'd you make a Ryan Smith throwback hat? Why, 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 why? Because they're not allowed to do shit. Yeah. The teams aren't allowed to do shit on the merchandising merchandising side of things. It all comes from head office. Like that Fanatics garbage they have to sell. Yeah, it's tough. The oil have very little lateral movement to like make their own shit. How do you bad? do like t-shirts and stuff? Like, is that like the jerseys per se? But like, do you have a little more leeway? I think if like, you're what? using the logos, like they call it indices of brands. So it's like the color, the logo, the name. So Elliot Ness does stuff with all the all the teams. Mitchell Ness. Mitchell Ness. Elliot Ness was a uh, cop that beat all the gangsters. <laughs> he was the untouchables. Yeah, he's Remember the, Kevin Costner? He's in the, yeah, the, is that? That's Elliot Ness. California? By Tupac? That's, I was thinking it's yeah. in a song. I think so, yeah. Untouchable. Untouchable. Like, like Elliot, Elliot Ness. Ness. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that makes so much more sense. I always just kept saying. Mitchell and Ness. Mitchell so yeah. they have like a license. They're owned by Fanatics, though. Are they? Yeah. Interesting. Why is their gear always so fucking expensive? Fanatics gear? Uh, or Elliot Mitchell and Ness? Mitchell and Ness. Well, it's like their high end gear. Yeah, we're talking yeah. like $180. It's, it's good quality, though. Yeah, I have I, a. Yeah, like I, everybody knows me, and I'll be dumb enough to buy stuff. Like, I mean, I've got a pair of golf shoes at home that I've never worn that I probably never wear. 
the Dustin Johnson, Wayne Gretzky, Edmonton Oilers. Oh, cool. Collab. That was real deal? Yeah. Wow. So I got a pair of those at home that I'll never wear. Well, I think Captain Felton said he had them too. And then I have, obviously, I have the high top Adidas. The ones oh, yeah, those are fly. Yeah, those ones I'll probably never wear as well. Those expensive ones. Yep. Wow. But you those are more collectibles. Yeah, you know, I, all, <laughs> I was like, if I get them half price, I'll buy two pairs. <laughs> one to show, one to wear. I like it. But no, Mitchell and Ness is unbelievable. Like they have, I got a uh, Michael Jordan uh, Bulls jersey from them. And I'm another thing I just won't wear. Uh, I have forever, but it's unbelievable quality. Like it looks game worn. That's dope. I've got like probably seven pairs of shoes. Like I'll wear like three times a year. <laughs> what? Yeah. You're a big shoe guy, right? Yeah. Even yeah. these ones, like these ones here, I. It's because it was hot. It's nice outside today. It's relatively dry if I don't have to walk anywhere. And then just being in Scottsdale a couple days ago, that was I was in summer. I was in summer. It was 25, 26 degrees the whole time we were there. My dad's a big shoe guy. Like, he has a closet full of shoes. And it kind of, it's trickled down to me where I love shoes, but I don't do, I, like, I don't have a closet full of stuff. And especially moving into a one-bedroom apartment with my girlfriend, who also has a lot of stuff. I don't have a lot of my shoes. Like, I was thinking when I was leaving today, these shoes that I wear are, like, you know, you have those shoes that you just put on. They're like the easy shoes. You like wearing everyday them. They're nice shoes. Yeah. I those, got the everyday shoes. We the, all got the everyday shoes. These are them, but these are like limited edition uh, Home Alone shoes, but they're just comfy. Yeah. They're Home Alone. There's the Home Alone. But they didn't become the everyday shoes till like probably a year this or two year, in. Yeah. And then we get to that. All right. I can't get this color out of there. There's a bit of a stain. They turn into everyday shoes. Before that, though. They are special edition shoes, and that's it. So, when do you wear the, your special shoes? To your prom? When it's dry? When it's dry outside? Summertime? And it, patio drinks? There's not a lot of rocks out there. There's no gravel. Yeah, yeah. Those that I always find nice that patio, the worst. Nice Sunday fun day patio drinks. Ooh, yeah. I make myself go shoe shopping once a year. I go get three pairs of shoes, all sneakers, fuck dress shoes, and then I wear them. And See? then a year later, I throw them all out. When the spring hits, I go get three pairs of shoes, and I do it again. All at once. All at once. I only go shopping once a year. A white, a black, and a what? Whatever's hot. Like, I try to get, like, Nike SBs or some shit like that. Yeah. Cool. See, I've... Obviously, Instagram, they know me. There's a there's a there's an algorithm out there. I think that just has like my name on it. Yeah, Rick loves shoes. Yeah, so there, I mean, there's the shoe. Yeah, I mean, you've seen how many Oilers shoes I've had over the all last of them. years. Exactly. That's my that's my downfall is that they'll come they'll pop up and I'm like oh those are dope. So you like, hit the shop button. And I'm like oh those are fly. And then you hit like open in browser like rural oh. China. You know these are real. <laughs> yeah. like, okay. I'll just push that off till next Tuesday and next Tuesday. And then one day you're bored. You're like, all right, let's do it. That's fly. It happens. I don't know. When I was little, I liked stuff like that. But I don't know. As I got older, man, and now especially having Wanya Jr., God bless his heart, he, I've never, I'm not like 
the neat freak of life. Like yeah. I don't really give two fucks. But when you have a little kid, like the other day, he, you know, I love you. I'm like, what a moment! And he literally blew his nose on my shoulder. <laughs> like he just put his face on my shirt, and went and like double snot rock. It's like, damn, I'm glad I'm not wearing that Mitchell Ness Jordan jersey. Yeah, like that, shit, I, that I get. So I've gotten to like fatherhood dress code where yep. everything I own could just be thrown in the garbage. It can be shat on. It can be vomited on. It can be lit on fire. I don't care. It isn't a big deal. But on the flip side of that, people who like love their clothes and stuff must get irate when they have little children. Yeah. I think at that point you have to change. You gotta change how you live. Well, you gotta change the clothing issue. Yeah. You think fashionistas can just drop it at the, well, I think the fashionistas, they have like help. You think everybody who loves their clothes has domestic service? The fashionistas, when I say fashion, I I think of like the rich, Ah. the rich of the rich. Ah. And they get the old, the the nannies and the what. I see, I see. I'm sure they have clothes too that are like, they have, they wear when they are with their children or when they are, they know they're going to get dirty. I think they probably have those. They're probably still like $50 shirts and shit, but I recently bought a new couch because the couch at Wanya Manor, we'd sat through it during the pandemic, basically. Yeah. Like this is kind of fucked up, but you can look at the front of my house and see the path. I walk every single day because (laughs) the paving stones on my steps up to my house are like, kind of like this. Yeah. And then the line I take on my stairs, I've like somehow broken one of the stairs from walking. Like I'm a big (laughs) dude. Right. And I sat in the same cushion more. I've never been home as much in my fucking life. Yeah. I basically sat a hole through my couch. No. Yeah. I'm kind of in that situation too. And it's the thing that kills me. I have a big sectional, but it's not like, the three three cushions two cushions it's a four cushion three cushion oh shit this thing is giganto so it's it's gonna hurt very much hurt me inside i gotta try and replace with i need something at least this size now you You can take it to a furniture repair store yeah i don't know if it's just the cushions or if it's the thing underneath and also i got it from one of those cheap stores a long time ago like there's like nine oh i see Uh so yeah it's kind of like Start again. What gives me anxiety is having to move that out. Because do you live in an apartment, right? Yep. Like that. What floor do you live on? Oh, ground level. I I am too. I I open the open the patio doors and open like the little gate thing. Yeah, there it goes. Yeah, I am too. But just moving out of places just gives me so much anxiety, especially with things that big. I just because they're never the hallways are never big enough there's always a weird turn if you have to put them into the the uh the elevator it's never gonna work yeah it's awful at this point and you got a couple years to go yet but you get to a point where if that's gonna happen you're getting a guy 120 bucks yeah someone's doing this for me yeah that's yeah when the new coach comes if they're not taking the old coach someone else with a big truck is coming to get the old coach so uh, winey jr sitting in my dent the other day yeah. <laughs> on the couch enjoying himself watching a show or something and I realized that like we we were jumping on the couch well him mostly I was applauding and he like jumped through the dent yeah. so he's like shot through the couch so I'm like <laughs> fuck this is suboptimal so I bought a new couch right yeah. and whatever Wanya Manor has boy rules right like there ain't no lady sitting around here yeah. telling us to get a vase with flowers right <laughs> like this is the Facebook house if Zuckerberg didn't have all the Facebook people working there yeah, still, yeah. right so I get this couch and they won't come in the house these delivery guys they're like oh. we're legally not allowed we're only allowed to bring it to your doorstep struck tube how is that a thing you're 
property starts like they're on your property already. What if they the liability of whatever the fuck it is they're doing? There's more liability when you walk in the door that rather than just walk on the property. Yeah. What do you want me to do? Tell a fucking guy the struck tube that they need to rebuild their legal yeah, boiler. I want some paperwork. Where'd you get them from? Struck tube. Oh, weird. I want to see some paperwork that says, what did you do then? Well, they put well, him on the porch. Can't pick up half well, of you know he would if he could. I, I did it myself. Of course, <laughs> old school. The sectional. That thing in? Yeah, it was covered in uh, plastic. I just dragged it across the floor and got her all sorted out. Right? Okay, that works. So then you got that new couch smell, yeah. right? And I'm like, Wanya Junior is going to be so impressed when he sees this because I have my shit together, yeah. and I'm not going to make him sit in a dent couch. <laughs> and I'm not going to make him sit in a broken couch. Yeah. I'm a good dad, like not a dad from the Old Testament. I'm a dad from the New Testament, cool. right? So he comes over. He's three years old, and he walks around the corner, and I go, "Look at that new couch!" And he looks. He goes, "Ooh!" And he like comes around and looks at it, right? And I'm like, "Now listen." We got to be careful. We can't make big messes on the new couch. Yeah. The old couch, I could give one fuck, but the new couch, we got to be really careful. Yep. Okay. So we're watching TV. We got some snacks. We're living our life. Like, you're, can you keep it clean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Clean. Yeah. Good. Go around the room. Come back. He's standing on like the long part of the sectional, jumping up and down and eating Cheerios out of a bowl with milk in it. <laughs> so imagine that visual. Boing, boing. He's like trying to eat. He's like, ah. And it's like a fountain of Cheerios. It's like the goddamn block fountain but it's milk and cheerios and i don't like get mad at him about stuff right especially when he's literally little because he doesn't know and i'm like dude dude you gotta be careful oh yeah the new couch and it's like there's milk everywhere around his feet and cheerios i'm like i wonder if we could have gotten like six more months out of the dense couch do but, you get it sprayed for the whatever no, is it leather or is no it, no just uh, fabric yeah. just gray fabric we got ours so we bought ours from leon's and they they dropped it off. They were able to come in and everything. I had buddies over at the time, so they had just locked in the 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 sectional thing. And then I think a day later, they had somebody come in and do the spraying for spill resistant or whatever, make sure it doesn't go through. And the guy who did it, so. In, uh, in our area where we live, there's our apartment, there's apartment to the left of our building, apartment behind our building, and apartment to the right. And so it's all, it's kind of cornered in into this little area. And uh, this guy was talking about how he used to, his buddy used to live in the place behind us and how they would sell like mushrooms out of there and tobacco. Oh, right. Tobacco. Oh, yeah. Tobacco. <laughs> we don't need to smokes. pay no taxes. Exactly. Yeah. And they had, Sick. he said, they would just lay all the shrooms and stuff on the ground on like a tarp and stuff. What? Where are you getting yeah. black market tobacco from? Yeah, true. Cuba, maybe. Yeah, well, there's <laughs> that embargo. Down in like a container of peanut butter with the rest of it or what? I was watching this uh, uh, cop video yesterday and this guy got, uh, he started running away from the cops and barricaded himself and whatever. He's in this big situation. And then when they're talking to the, the guy, the cops are and everything's settled and he's in custody. City, they go to give him a cigarette, and it's this Russian cigarette. And the cops are like, "It's good. It's gonna hit harder. It's this cool big cigarette." And the cop like pulls out the carton. He's like pointing. It's like it's a Russian cigarette. It's like what the fuck? This guy just barricaded. He, they had a fight. They were fighting before, and they're like, "Oh, don't worry." Gentlemen's agreement. Have yeah. a smoke, comrade. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. That's the Russian way. Yeah. So maybe Russia. The warrior code. Yeah. You know how I know I'm from another era. Because oh. when you're talking about the peanut butter tin of tobacco, what <laughs> pops in my head was that when I was growing up, I had this neighbor two doors down, this old couple, and I used to be thrilled to go over in the backyard and roll cigarettes with the lady. 
<laughs> like I'd see her out and be like, is it? T-? She's like, yeah, come on over. I'm like, oh, the best. And we'd sit there and roll smokes. I'm like four rolling really? darts with the neighbor in the story. Oh, yeah. That's hilarious. But they had the big tin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Yeah, Where peanut a- butter came from? It looked like a peanut butter jar. Yeah, or like a coffee tin. But it was yeah. all loose tobacco. Because I was concerned that peanut butter used to come in a tin. Peanut butter used to contain tobacco. Oh, yeah, huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> until 1994, the peanut butter tobacco coalition broke. <laughs> I can't tell if this is a joke. It anymore. is not a real. What the That's fuck? Not real. It's not real. Oh. No, but you like stuff things. Like, Cigarettes stuff contain like, yeah, peanut like, butter. Take like a ball of cocaine, wrap it up, throw it in peanut butter because it's... It, Apparently, it's like hard to smell oh, for the dogs. Is that true? I think something like that, yeah. I get it now. Yeah, because it's too dense. Yeah, it wouldn't be able to see. Or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why peanut butter costs $400 at certain grocery stores. <laughs> yeah. You want some of this black market peanut butter? $1,200. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. It's got a good resale value, though. <laughs> it's Jif. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, rolling smokes. Man. You know, Did you watch any of our videos in Scottsdale? Oh yeah, I watched you, everything. Okay, this is the, this had to have been the one that you liked. Them. We were walking at the, the the autonomous cars. What was like? I couldn't believe. So we're just walking down. I don't know where the hell we're going. And something like that, and the car pulls up, and it looked like one of those Google cars, right? So it's yeah. got all these spinny things yeah, on yeah, it, yeah. and all these oh. dips and doodles, and cool. That must be what it is. And Jay gets a little closer, and we walk in front of it. There's not a. There's no driver. This thing is at the red light. There's no dri- There's actually nobody in this damn car. And it's at the red light. It's first in line. And he's like, it's one of those autonomous cars. They must be out there trying to get their hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. R&D. That's what it must be. Yeah. yeah. Whatever it goes. We go to the mall. We go to our Shake Shack or whatever the hell we're doing and come back. And there's another one. This time, someone's in the passenger seat. So BM's got like a video of it. Guy gives him the finger. <laughs> really? Yeah. I'm sure it's just a laughing thing. But yeah, because all here comes like... 30 of us or something like that and everyone's like staring at this car everyone's got their video cameras out and shit right i'm assuming it's relatively normal over there now i don't know when it started or when it, whatever so they're used to it and then here come the dum-dums here people are like in sweaters and stuff we're all in t-shirts and shorts <laughs> it's gorgeous fantastic and then eventually the pre-game party we're getting our ubers if you will and no oh, jay's got it and chalmers and, and so we ordered a bunch of waymos the, the, and the, that's the autonomous cars. It's a Jaguar. What? Our car was a Jaguar. No way. So we get in and you got Tyler, myself, Jay, and whoever else. I don't remember. Anyways, um, three of us are in the back, right? So it's pretty squishy. I couldn't quite find the seatbelt. Oh, it's Tyler's car. Anyway, I couldn't find the seatbelt thing. You can see, like, there's three red lights on the back, so obviously your seatbelts are plugged in. The two are there, so they plug theirs in, it goes green, and we're able to start driving. 30 seconds into it, we get a phone call (gasps) over the screen. Like, hey, the so-and-so with Waymo, like, someone does another seatbelt plugged in. Yeah, so, like, so they're trying to, like, squish it in there. Again, three bigger dudes in the back, pretty hard to find that thing. Get her plugged. So she will not hang up till it's plugged in. What the fuck? That's wow. what her job is? Yeah. To call people in I cars and tell so. them to buckle up? That'd yeah, so they eventually buckle up. She's like, okay, all right, no, you guys are good to go now. And just kept going our way. No way. So was there like, welcome to Waymo, please? Hello, Jay. Really? Good morning, Jay. Right on there, it said like, good morning, Jay. He opened the door and said, good morning, Jay. Then it's like on the screen, it says morning, Jay, something, something, something. And they start, st- press here to start the car. So having seen what you've seen and know what you know, is that where everyone's going to be headed? Well, it's funny you say that because the next day we got home. So I had to drive from the airport downtown. 
345-ish, I think I left the airport. Not ideal when it comes to the amount of traffic. There were probably seven or eight people on my drive home that I'm like, you guys need autonomous cars. You need autonomous cars. I don't know how autonomous cars would handle our traffic. Their Mm. traffic out there seemed relatively normal. You have to ask Talk Chalmers about it because he actually drove out there. From my point of view, it looked fine. It handled it well. People were somewhat normal. Driving here, like I was going down up Gateway North, right at uh, right at White White Ave, and some dudes in the left lane, and they tries to go all the way across right to turn onto on on White Ave right and go east down White Ave. This guy's trying to go four lanes across in the last car length or two before the fucking red light. It's called a California lane change. Oh, man, there's <laughs> horns honking. Yeah. The dude in front of me is losing his yeah. mind. This guy goes halfway over, then has a jerk back because he knows he can't make it now. Oh, my God. There's people are all looking at this guy and calling him idiots and stuff. And that people's me. Um, <laughs> and there's another guy who's like, yeah, he is. Anyone get a driver's license? It was terrible. Yeah, I would say we need it, but I don't know how it would handle us. And I watched this thing leave the parking lot. Two lanes going whatever direction. He was going to go left. So, so he, she, it, whatever they. It went. It <laughs> navigated through three lanes of traffic and then a left-hand turn into traffic. Wow. And did it no problem. That's so the dystopian. The thing is, though, is we all punched in. I assume we all punched in where we're going. Same bar, same everything. We got dropped off right at the door. Chalmers got dropped off. Somewhere close, but not like I think a parking lot away, and then BM and them got dropped off like two parking lots away. What that part I didn't really understand though. Our ride dropped us off, dude. He dropped us off, did a U turn in the parking lot, waited for its next thing, and then took off. Wow, see, this is one of the arguments for 5G, right? We don't need 5G for like phone calls or video calls or any of that shit, but we need it for like the internet of things. Yeah. Right. And self-driving cars. One of the things I can't remember, like Tesla has an operating system for Tesla's that they think they're going to ultimately just license to everybody else because they're getting so many hours of self-driving miles under their belt that like to develop the algorithms to move through traffic properly. You just need like hundreds of thousands of hours of camera footage from all the Tesla's reacting to all the different situations so that like. So Tesla could sell all their practice time to everybody else and exactly. you have all their exactly. back end stuff and utilize it. So the more thousands and millions of hours driven, the more scenarios that the algorithm can compute. Would that not take Tesla's stock and absolutely skyrocket it? Yeah, man. <laughs> the OS, the operating system of Tesla, if they can license it to all the other companies, that's one of the reasons why they have such a high valuation. Who do you think that Waymo has then? Do you think they have to work with, they work with Tesla? I, I mean, it's got Waymo's, a work car. Waymo's Google. Okay. So I think that like Google so had a Google self- do their own stuff or well, they Google, buy the Tesla stuff? Google had a self-driving unit and they like recruited all these really expensive guys to come and gals to come work for it. And they all got really good Google option packages. So it's like three, four years until you get your shares and shit. And it was such a high paying job that everyone took the pay pack and then left. And Google was like, what about our self-driving car unit? They're like, we're gone. We're fuck you. How's that? One guy went to work for here and one guy went to work for there and everyone made huge money and the team just left. Mm. So they got like 
45% into it. And once their contracts are up, they're like, peace out. Yeah, because there's else. so much money chasing startups that did this. Yeah, because those guys, once their contract up, the other company that wants to get involved in this guy, oh, you've already done half of this. Or they can go and here. start their own startup and compete against Google and get acquired by Google and this, that, and this. So Google had an early lead, but then kind of lost a lot of that early learnings. And a lot yeah, of those people terms went to work for Tesla. Interesting. But yeah, like it will for sure uh, if they can license their software. But like Microsoft wants to have an operating system for cars. There's rumors Apple's always launching a car. Have you ever heard those rumors? The Apple cars? Yeah. yeah. And they want that operating system too. Do we have any of this in Canada? Which? Uh, autonomous cars? I don't know. I'm, I was blown away that you guys were able to be driving in them, to be totally honest with you. I didn't realize that there was like... So what was it like? A robot sat in the driver's seat? No, there's with nobody like, in the driver's seat. So the... The steering wheel just moves. Hmm. It says, do not touch a steering wheel. Amen, motherfucker. That's my <laughs> first thought. So we, were, we we knew where we were going, and so there's one button we wanted to press. is the pullover button. I just wanted to, like, if we're just driving down the road, press it. I want to see what happens. We, like, just stop. Does it shoulder check it and find its way over? Because we're going whatever direction. And then, you know, there's we're in the left lane, so there's all the traffic coming against us next to us. Is it going to try and left turn it? Is it going to stop on the dime? Is it going to shoulder check it and take it over to the right to our curb? I want to see what, but we didn't know exactly where we're going. We didn't really have time for this. So we didn't actually press it, but I really wanted to press the pull over <laughs> button. But Jay wouldn't let us. It's so Futurama type thing. Like it's such a Futurama type thing. Just imagining somebody or even uh, a Jetsons, Jetsons type thing. Yeah, that's what I was talking about. Like it's not it, flying, but yeah. Yeah. And that's the image that I have in my head is just how quick they all like fly around. No remorse for red lights or anything This thing like would that. not go a mile over its speed limit. Though. Wow, really? Yeah. Like it was I'm not surprised. I guess, 40. But. Like when it tips, there's more of those on the road than people. The insurance companies will insist you have a self-driving car. Because they're going to be like, it removes all the craziness of humanity. And you have to think that like Mothers Against Drunk Driving would be out of work because there's no drunk driving anymore. And like, there's what happens a, if we get another Y2K? Well, thankfully, Y2K won Why th- the OG. Y3K? Is that someone else's issue? Yeah. All right. Y2J. One good solar yeah. pulse and we're fucked anyways. You might as well go all in and be like, self-driving cars? Fuck it. Have you seen the movie The End of Us? We talked about this before on this show, right? The Obama movie? Yeah. yeah. Right? They have the self-driving cars go bananas in that show. Mm. And there's this crazy-ass scene where they, like, they, no one's really driving, no one's really moving around, they're walking, and they can hear traffic, and they drive up, and it's a Tesla. And it just comes whizzing past them and goes into, like, a off-ramp of the freeway and smashes into a bunch of other Teslas. And then another Tesla comes whizzing by and smashes into all the Teslas because all the self-driving had been hacked, and they were trying to report to one central location and all the self-driving cars just fucked all the roads up because they couldn't get out. That I wonder be. if there's a, like an emergency brake in it. Like on a train. There must be, man. Like my cousin's a pilot and uh, I was like, is it hard? He'd, he'll, he'll fly from like Hong Kong to Johannesburg and shit. Like huge, long flight, right? And he's like, honestly, man, there's no need for pilots. Like, what do you mean? He's like, the systems on a plane are so good that you could just have the systems fly. He's like, but people would be very uncomfortable knowing no one's flying the plane. So is he just up there with his feet on the desk, reading a newspaper, drinking a... Well, he said, like, they're there. Like, they're in the cockpit. They're monitoring all the systems. We have to watch them go in there. Yeah. But once they're in there, they close the door. (laughs) No, they're... Is it like a party time? Yeah, Yeah, there's beds in there and shit, aren't there? 
in the uh, cockpit. Well, they have like a little cabin and stuff like yeah. that. But like, the they're not one, like yeah. playing poker and kicking it with their feet up. Like they're definitely like flying the plane. But what about what about like landing and taking off? Like it, it, it feels like it would need to be some sort of human dealing with, especially takeoffs land, or uh, landings. Excuse me. I think it's probably that's what it is right now. But, but yeah, if you think about it, they really a computer want to, system, they just take the next step. Yeah. If you think about a computer system that's like looking at the data from 10,000 takeoffs, 10,000 landings a day and the crazy 0.01% where something bad happens when it would start up, it's like launch algorithm or whatever. It'd be like, okay, the weather conditions and it would look at it's windy. And then it would look at 10,000 flights of what happened in conditions like this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This could happen. This could happen. This could happen. So it would like, the smarter the system gets, the more you operate it. Yeah. So that's why like Tesla being out to a big advantage for all these self-driving hours. Like you're right. Flight. You need a pilot for when something goes awry. Sure. Yeah. But if you've had good software on your planes for 20 years, the the problem that would take the plane out, chances are the pilot couldn't help with anything anyways. Couldn't they just activate some sort of controls where there's some dude in the, Building gets the a lady gets a call. Hey, you're, yeah. you're having a flight malfunction. <laughs> I'm here from Waymo. Let me take over here. And uh, I will be landing this plane for us now. Well, the but United States Air Force operates drones from Texas that are flying in the Middle East. Think about that. That is some so long guys are, distance. Yeah, man. And they're like going into these like military installations as pilots. And they're sitting in like basically what look like bloody video games. Yeah, like a little... Things we used to get into. And they're running missions, man. It's crazy. That's nuts. I always assumed that it was as soon as you were in the air and they turned on the or turned off the air. It wasn't allowed to bring bring down my my tray table. I assumed we were in auto. Cops is taking his shoes off. Yeah. He's taking an old napski. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I got a ginger ale, a couple cubes of ice. This is very civilized. The whole can where we only get a little cup. Speaking of bad drivers, uh, last night I did uh, After Dark with Boardsy, and it it ended at midnight, just after midnight. It was a long day yesterday, and I, I'm sitting there, I'm like, I'm kind of tired, but I'm just kind of evaluating what I'm going to do for the rest of the day, night, and I turn on the Los Angeles news. I always have. I specifically bought the cable package with KTLA. <laughs> I love KTLA. I love it's. I've had it in my household since I was a child. So I always have KTLA on. And uh, just happenstance, you turn it on and it's a, a chase, a the cop best. chase. Oh, it's a, and it always happens at night on KTLA. So you're probably tuning into something. And it was a big rig that was stolen in Bakersfield two hours away from where it was or where the chase was happening at Bakersfield's the time. a bad city from what I hear. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I've heard that too. Yeah, pretty. The hockey yeah. ain't great. Yeah, well. Wink. <laughs> and uh, all of a sudden, and so this, this, this chase is going on for a while, right? The whole hour that I'm watching. And... Then it hits a one o'clock our time, midnight their time, and at midnight they switch to friends. So they're like, "Oh, the chase will keep going on on 
the the internet on our website and as we're switching to the website they put out the the spike strip because you can't pit maneuver a fucking big rig and hope for the best here it's no, that they're like okay we've had an hour of the chase now you can bring them down yeah. ktla is calling the shots of the cops eh? <laughs> yeah. okay, we wrap this shit up we got a movie in 10 <laughs> minutes go to france right away yeah. Yeah, let's get this thing going <laughs> exactly so i'm watching and so i they they put out the strips and the front left tire goes and then the front passenger tire goes it's starting to slow down a little bit and now it's just down to rims and this is an 18 wheeler like he's a big boy and it had cargo in the back too and uh he's going down he's hitting 20 miles per hour now and then all of a sudden he just keeps going and he's like fuck it i'm gonna go and he's swerving all at the same time and because the rubber i'm I'm thinking because the rubber is stuck on whatever and he can't whatever go faster and so finally he gets the rubber off and then he's going, which is very relatable. Um, and he starts speeding up again. He's up to 70, 80 miles per hour on rims, on rims, God bless on America. big rig. Who and made those rims. That is their yeah. commercial. Oh yeah. No shit. And then, fi- well, then finally as the sparks keep going, it lights a fire on the big rig. Yeah, Cause happen. big rigs always, when you're in a chase like that, they light up. And so he's driving a little bit longer with the big rig and almost hitting people. Finally, he's like, fuck it. I can't. It's, it's, he's on my ass. He Gets out and bucks it. You gotta make a run oh, for you it. You always have to. You pull gotta a run for it at the end, <laughs> especially <laughs> what are you a pussy? You, you better you, run from these cops. You, you went this far. Yeah. You continue you see on it just through. the rims. You're just gonna like sit in the front and go. Okay, officer, you win? Yeah. No. Hell no. Yeah. You need to think, I can outrun these guys. Of course yeah. So he tried. And right next was like this big hill that he just starts climbing up, gets into this neighborhood, tries to break into somebody's house. This is all on the camera. Tries to break into somebody's house. The door's locked. He's running around everywhere. Finally gets like rope tackled down to the ground. Yeah. And they finally get him after, I guess, starting in Bakersfield three hours, basically. Jeez. Yeah, it was incredible. That was my end of the night now I would Same never thing. advocate hard drug use no. <laughs> I would never suggest anyone steal a tractor trailer no but there's got to be moments when you're high on whatever you're high on as you're in this chase where you must have a moment where you feel like you're going to get away with it it's got to be exhilarating for 10% of the car race like you know what I'm going to do I'm going to swerve back and forth and you're like no one's going to figure this one out I'm going to hop that off ramp I'm going to get away with this like you must have moments where you think I'm going to get away with this the old signal left and turn right see but like it's a big rig you're not out and driving the cops I mean he was going maneuver that's for damn sure yeah no shit I had no idea but that's 90% of the time he knows that but the other 10% where he's like I think I'm going to get away with this See, I think the key is you got to let him get up a little closer. You're way larger. You get him up a little closer and you swerve into their yeah. way. What's yeah. going to happen? But KTLA chases, the California Highway Patrol get involved. There's like 70 cars yeah. in a flying V going behind <laughs> you, right? Like, ain't like nobody ducks, getting like away the, with nothing. That was one of the, the things. ducks are coming at you. Flying V? Yeah. It was all it was. They, uh, they, because the thing with helicopters, they always lose signal at some point, right? So they're cutting out and they, they get back with the feed and they're zoomed in on a truck and I'm like that's not the same truck there's no way but there's cops like surrounding this truck they're like oh they're making their move and then they go oh that's not the right truck and they zoom out and again like 
14 lanes of fucking cops are just coming from behind them and it's the wrong truck they zoom back out find this truck there's a guy driving a big rig who's like I'm just trying to get my oranges to Kansas City that was the thing like most of the cars that he passed were big rig trucks they're the only ones out at the time yeah yeah because it's midnight at that time so they're sitting there and every time I'm like he especially when he doesn't have rims I'm like he's gonna hit this poor guy who's just trying to do his job and then there was this little car in the middle of all of them where like it was the big the rig who went by there somewhere yeah, yeah that's exactly Honey, what I don't was. care if the other trucks on the road are honking it doesn't matter <laughs> I'm getting us to your sister's house and we'll be there in an hour yeah <laughs> yeah and just surrounded by cops I thought it was phenomenal you would never see that here never see that here never we're not allowed to do that what do you mean what do you, yeah. we're not allowed to do fucking high speed chases here oh really yeah yeah what do you, what do you mean? mean not allowed? Like the cops have made an agreement with the criminals? No, like I think the government said like like we will not we will chase you to a certain and then you get to a certain speed or something like that, mm. a certain area. Oh, this is like when Structube couldn't bring my couch in the Yeah, house. they and they drop back because they're not creating any more Is that maybe for the best? What do they just document who's in the car and then they just what? I don't know, you just kinda hope you find them on the other end. But yeah, you're not supposed to chase them. <laughs> well you'd so probably if they're going like a hundred you're only allowed to go like 80 and you just hope you keep an eye on them, I guess. I mean, when you have the helicopter, that changes everything, right? Yeah. But we're, we're a little... You're just like super high on math. You're like, man, I'm the getaway king. I'm going to get away with this. I'm the fucking king. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but what if I it was... At what point they don't even realize they're back there. I was doing math like it was Mentos. Yeah, I don't, like, nah, was. I don't know what the units are for math. Are they in Mint? I don't know. Yeah. 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 What if it was like Mark Twitchell, though? Who? The guy, do you know who I'm talking about? Did he behead someone? Uh, or is he the weird probably. guy making movies Him. about killing people? Yeah. yeah, yeah, the guy who killed the uh, guy in a garage in Mill Woods. What if it was him, though? What if you catch him? You're, you're, you remember that guy's name? That's like 15 years <laughs> ago. He's a filmmaker. <laughs> yeah. Well, All the filmmakers are like, I wonder if I'd have it in me to kill someone. So here's a couple. It has of, to be early 2000s, right? Yeah, wow. yeah, it was mid 2000s. That's a nice poll. Well, the reason why I remember is because A, it happened about five blocks away from my house. What? And like, yeah, yeah two, oh, it was no. down the street from my girlfriend's house. Oh, so, no. like, they know it too. But he went to Nate, the radio and television program, and knew Did they mention him in the 50th anniversary show? Nate, I, I or they like our notable no. alumni include Mark Twitchell, <laughs> yeah, no. Ali, serial killer. It was it was not also, mentioned. Josh Clausen, noted weatherman, <laughs> rapper, yeah, yeah rapper, non murderer, <laughs> Josh Clausen. <laughs> and then so he went to Nate, and then when I went to McEwen, I had a professor who wrote a book on him. So damn, like every stage of my life, basically, he was tied to it. But what if it was him? Like if if they catch him. They they know it's him and he starts to book it. Like, do they? They're like, well, we know what he's done. Do they go after him? Like Edmonton police. Well, it's funny you say that because now that I think about it, I have I actually have a little of experience with this, mm. and I can say that is not true because I've definitely seen them chase. Really? Yeah. Oh, the yeah. You've seen some U-Haul, shit. You all guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the U-Haul truck yeah. went right in front of me. Maybe they weren't doing over 100, though. Yeah, it might have been. But they, he still tips himself by the Matrix Hotel. Yeah. Because they, yeah, the U-Haul. They'll that, chase you. They just won't do, like, 140 like the yeah. Highway Patrol does in Yeah, Cali. this dude was going, and he took that right down the down the alley, and then it was just, like, five or six cop cars. Whoa, 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 whoa. 
one after another. So yeah, they, they definitely do chase. So maybe that I'm incorrect there, but maybe it's, yeah, maybe it's during like a different time or just a speed limit to the chase. Yeah. yeah. My, I've, I've seen a car chase before as well, but man, I'll tell you this. And I, I probably said this before on here, but we were so lucky that there was, it was a slow night. Yeah. Like that, 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 that path he took on a big night, it would have been, it a would have mass been casualty event. It would have been horrendous. Was it a Sunday? It was a Saturday night because then, like, a couple hours later was the Vegas shooter. Right. So, why wasn't it busy, though? Because everyone was at it the was Elks Saturday game? It was a Saturday night. So, so, this would have been pre COVID. Um, Saturday, weekend nights in the summer, sometimes a little bit slower. People like to stay mm. outside in yards and stuff. Or out somewhere out uh, of town. We didn't have our Giganto patio at the time. There was a football game going on, too. Yeah. Well, yeah, that was that was over because I had some guys who were there who were telling me about it. And that's when I first heard about it. Like, oh, next, oh, crazy. Look at my phone standing outside. And all of a sudden, put my phone on. And <laughs> whop, there he goes. <laughs> it's hey, like, was uh, like yeah. And car, and cop car. Because it's funny, like, it happens and... When it's done, you sort of put things together in a weird order, like four, two, one, three, and you're like, oh, now I can see it. But when it happened, like he goes, the U-Haul guy goes in front of me, which is whatever. But then it was like cop car, cop car, cop car, cop car, cop car, and you're like, oh wait, hold on, something's happening here. <laughs> something's happening. He hit somebody in the. He hit two people down there. Yeah, that's so what. So the I first guy, like, right at the edge of our building. He clipped one, and I'm standing, I don't know, let's say 10 feet away from this dude. By the time I got to him, he was up. Jeez. And then there's another guy at the end of the alley, or at the end of the uh, the building, right by the parking garage that goes down. That was down. Um, that I don't know exactly what, but about halfway down that distance, there's a, an entrance to the building, uh, like a doorway, and then a camera that kind of looks down on it. So this was not our camera. So I gave the cops all our cameras. I'd seen everything a trillion times. And then I'm actually on stand. I've gone through all the pre-trial stuff. And they're like, hey, you know this? I know that. Yeah, I know all that stuff, whatever. Then I'm actually on the stand. And they're like, Kate, do you know this camera? I'm like, well, yeah. I mean, I do know where that camera is. I haven't seen anything on it. And then they show me that camera, which is yeah, showing out into the alley. And then you just see like a grave hoodie or something like that, kind of supermaning, like horizontal. Holy shit. Not on, like there's no contact with the vehicle per se, but there obviously was at one point. Yeah. And I don't know if he's bouncing or flying still, or I'll never be able to put that together. But yeah, there's a, you see it come by pretty damn quick. Wow. Yeah. And I know you mentioned that was from a camera angle that you didn't even know you knew existed or you yeah. Just so I know, know, I know the area, I know the exact spot. Uh, I think we have a camera there, but our camera around there, but ours camera wasn't working there and never, never really does, but this would have been a building camera. So they would have got one off the mm. building. And I, yeah, no, I know where that spot is. And then yeah, play it and it's like, Oh wow. I haven't seen this video yet, but yeah, I, I, I will never forget that morning being in bed, living my life, taking out my iPad, looking on CNN.com. It goes Edmonton mayor to address terrorist attack. And there's a picture of the pint, my pint, the pint. And I remember just being like, 
what the fuck? <laughs> like, Wanye found to be murderer. <laughs> yeah. Front page some picture of me. Like, huh? Yeah. Like, it couldn't have been more what surprising. What did that meth do last I night? I could not believe. Yeah, that was a weird. Like, I was that night. What the that fuck? On the cover sleep. of CNN.com. Like, yeah. what? Yeah, and then, yeah, obviously we got a little bit of attention, and then. The Vegas shooter took a stolen thunder. My buddy was supposed to be yeah. get, constantly getting usurped <laughs> by a bigger mass casualty. I remember <laughs> like, like Quinn, uh, yeah, Quinn like texted me at like one o'clock in the morning because she was still working for Journal or whatever the hell she was working with Quinn Phillips. And then uh, so she said, "Yeah, keep, yo, sure, come on down. I'll, whatever you want to hear. Yeah, so I'll just tell you what happened." My that Vegas shooting. Apparently, he was supposed to do. There was a a festival the week before in Vegas, and that he was planning on doing that one. And my buddy was at that that festival that was supposed to happen. And he, by the I don't know if we're allowed to talk about this on this show, but it's unaffiliated, so we can talk about it. There's so many sketchy things about that Vegas shooting, man. Really. Also, like there's footage you can see from people in the show. There's somebody made a thing on YouTube. It's like the compilation of all the things in Vegas that don't make sense. And you can clearly see two guns firing at once on different floors. Mm. Like you can now you can see anything. I mean, I just saw that uh, Bobby. What's her nuts? Yeah. You know what? You know, <laughs> but when you look at all this footage from all the people who were filming the building and stuff like that, yeah. there's multiple guns. And then the windows in the hotel weigh like 600 pounds or something. And this guy was supposedly able to have removed this old man, two of these windows himself, because you can't shoot through them or something. Yeah, because they don't want you, because, yeah, they're unbreakable because people are going to start jumping. Yeah, because they lost all their money yeah, gambling. Bad, bad night at the craps table. Never had one, though. <laughs> so there's, just, there's other stuff, too, that's, like, weird about it. But, like, the only time the people that were ever given, like, the security guards that went in the room and, like, helped, they made one interview on the Ellen DeGeneres show. Really? Who wheels them out. It's one of the strangest things I've ever seen. She's like, these are the guys who saved. And she has like a, like a, like an easel with a pointer. She's like, so it started here and he was here and you came here. And these guys are like, uh-huh. She's like, what a great, you know, citizens you are. And then gives them a check for 10 grand. And they did no further press. Really? It's weird as fuck, man. Okay. So what, okay. So you've watched these videos. What are they? What are the? What are the? What are they saying? What are the captions? And they go, yeah, how are they? What fake? are they? Well, they're just like there's multiple people shooting at all these people, and all the people who got shot really got fucked up. But so we're not saying who or why or anything like that. They're saying that there was multiple people in the hotel shooting out windows. But could it be? Could it be like just the reflection from? Like I assume you see, you see like yeah, I don't see you see gunfire. Like you yeah. see the well, the lighting up here and then there. Yeah, it's pretty weird, man. And there's like people driving down the strip filming and you can see that there's like different like on different mm. floors. People are shooting out windows and shit, man. So what's what's the conspiracy theory here? Like obviously the, a lone wacky gunman that somehow loaded in nine trillion guns with bump stocks on them. Yeah. Was somehow able to have sustained fire for I can't remember how many minutes. It's like yeah, almost it was, physically impossible, let alone an older man who's by so himself. Is there any story behind it like obviously the 9-11 thing was 
Bush did it. Yeah, right. Like the whole government thing. So is it is that what is that what this is? I about assume or? a Bush is involved on some level somewhere well, along usually. the line. Yeah. No, but just like the story that I haven't they seen. They just say, "Hey, listen, this is this is what happened." Yeah, a crazy guy one. working all by himself with no ties to anybody or anything went lunatic in a casino. Went up to his room and had multiple guns on stands going simultaneously. Is there any like footage of them fixing the the window? Because if it was if it was two windows, then they would have had to fix two windows. I don't know. Huh. But there's one. I don't know. I look at all sorts of crazy shit on the internet. This was just this video I saw on YouTube that just had so many people filming the hotel while this was a horrible event was going on. What I'm stuck on is the two shooters, and they're on two different floors, right? You said. And all I can think about is I re- I watched the footage of them like breaking down the door and getting him whatever. Um, he was in a bathtub, right or something? Yeah, he 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 took the coward's way out. Oh, he killed himself. I thought he yeah. took a bath. Well, <laughs> all right. Well, that was fun. Yeah. Time to relax. <laughs> yeah. What a day! What a day! <laughs> he had to wash everything off. Yeah. Um, but because those are extensive, um moves like by the police and FBI I assume and the whole hotel would have had to have been on lockdown oh yeah so I'm think I'm just trying to think about the them going in to try and get them and not realizing that there could have been somebody else on like a separate or they were floor. responding to multiple floors and shit and just all the communication mm-hmm. and shit's locked down right we were talking about this earlier Rick like the at 3 a.m. in Edmonton every That's night far. it's going fucking wild on the scanner just the police are engaged oh, yeah. criminality or criminalizing drug people are drugging it's three it's it's happy hour for psychos at three in the morning every night right yeah and we agree it's good not to tell people 100 percent. there's a lot of stuff out there that I know have ha- has happened that has never once hit the news I agree oh yeah for sure that's like, why I listen to the scanner like stuff stuff oh like yeah like Stuff that would like people would not be very happy. Should be newsworthy. Yeah, it, yeah, it's yeah. And I think wow. sometimes with something like this Vegas thing, they mm. whoever's in charge is like, "This is the story that we're going with," right? And everyone's like, "Yep." And then the real worst news, they're like, "Okay, we'll worry about that internally." This is a story that the people can live with. It isn't going to make everybody freak the fuck out and not come back to Las Vegas ever again. I know myself. I can handle the information. Please send me the information. I want to know. I have an like, a sharing mind. Yeah, Luke, Luke Rickin up in Canada. Yeah, yeah. We'll CC him on the email. There should Don't be worry. a subscription service yeah. for the extra shit. I promise you I can handle it. Yeah, it's called. Throw me a little spoonful, please. Just And that's the thing. Like, I know I talk about the scanner a lot, but it, like Edmonton police needs to uncode or decode or whatever the fuck they're no man I want to hear it yeah you do yeah but the rest of us civvies don't need to know shit well then don't listen to the scanner there has to be a secondary channel though there has to be like why why one you ease the you put the people at ease like yeah you can listen oh there's a grass fire over here in Ellerslie oh there's you know this that and then channel three Mm. yeah you gotta hear and well yeah that's where the real shit goes down there hasn't been a lot of like traumatic injuries that we've really heard on those. Like, I know those happen, and I know shootings happen, and I know stabbings happen. Yeah, like that bridge gets shut down every now and then. Yeah, I, I hear those. No one really tells you what's going on. Yeah, the but like, 
the worst that I've heard for something like that would have been this guy got into a fight the night before we were listening on a Sunday night. This guy got a fight in a fight at a bar on Saturday night. And then he was still feeling like headaches and was passing out and shit. And that's like the worst of like a traumatic injury. We've you know heard. What bar it was. No, probably one of the ones we don't like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All them crappy bars. I think that the thin blue line that holds society together, like, yes, there are police officers that are, especially in other countries. My friends down in Mexico can't fathom that in Canada, we go up to police and talk to them. Yeah. Wow. They can't believe it because in Mexico, the police are largely viewed as a problem. Yeah. In where we live, we're extremely lucky. There are bad cops, there are bad everybody's, but by and large, the police here are holding it down and holding it together. And you yep. can't offer them a stack of money and get away with shit. You yep. can't do like we're really lucky. At the same time, the amount of crackheadery and craziness that goes on, I don't think it's of any help to tell the public. Oh God, no! No, no. all they're going to do is freak out. A lot of that stuff, definitely not. That's kind. That's kind of why, like. Yeg wave doesn't bother me mm-hmm. because I understand this stuff happens and it's been happening for decades. And there's a yeg wave in every city. Yeah, yeah. But it's been happening for decades. There just wasn't a yeg wave before. So, oh my God, there's this, this happened at the mall. That shit happened to them all the damn time. You yeah, shouldn't know about it. Yeah. And they were going to tell you. There was no press release. Especially when my parents like talk about, oh, I can't believe. And my dad will send me like Yag Wave stuff. And I'm like, this shit happened when oh, you were around. Ed- you were a Edmonton's fucking security guard. so bad. Everything's getting. Well, actually, this stuff happens everywhere. First of all, we're becoming a larger city by the day, mm-hmm. right? That shit happens in larger cities. More people, more shit, whatever. Also, this stuff isn't happening. We just didn't know about it. Yeah. There was uh, a guy who came up to me today while I was waiting for the bus, and he was hammered, like hammered, and he had a cigarette in his hand. He's like, you you haven't changed since high school. You look the same. Long hair, beard. I was like... The fuck? I'm like, first of all, I do not look the same. I did not go to high school with you. Well, that was, I'm like, did I? Because I had like 300 people graduate in my class. So, like, maybe this guy changed a little bit. One of those guys I never really talked to. And he's like, yeah, in Mill Woods. I'm like, I never went to, I, I lived in Mill Woods. I went to school in Mill Woods, but I didn't go to high school in Mill Woods. And uh, I didn't clarify that with him but uh, you're like let me just get my ID out and compare this here. Like, hey, uh, <laughs> yeah. hold on to my credit card for a well second. I went to school in Millwoods but then I went to Riverbend um but no like he, he, he it was very like you're you're standing offish a little bit, right? You, I'm a kind guy to most people that I meet, unless you, you're rude to me. Um, so I was very like nice, but the thing was, was with downtown Edmonton now, now, um, you never know with especially somebody who's intoxicated at eleven thirty a.m. Um, and that it, was us on Monday for the hockey. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, that was family day. So you're Scottsdale yeah. drunk, not bus station drunk. Don't worry, it's different drunks. But I'm sitting there. But it, as soon as he came up to me, I was very like standoffish because you had that that background thought of like you never know. There's so many people in this city. He was kind. He was very nice. I more want to end the conversation. Oh, I was. Yeah, I ain't worried about you trying to stab me or something stupid. 
I just don't want to stand here and have these conversations. Yeah, because you. you talk to fucked up people forty hours a week on the lowest. Yeah, so you know what it's like. Yeah, so you know you get stuck in these things. And I was like, yeah, no, I don't. Yeah, I know yeah. what you mean. He though. wouldn't walk away either. Like he he kind of lingered a little bit, and I was like, fucking. And I was listening to a podcast at the time too, so I missed like two minutes of this podcast. I had to go back. It was a true crime podcast, so I missed all these. You things. were damn near involved in a true crime yeah. podcast of that guy tried to yeah. brim hat. Wear it low, throw on a hood. Usually they'll leave you alone. Yeah. That's also how the criminals dress, though. That's true. That's <laughs> why like, they don't hoodie, come up to you. Keep your head low, <laughs> just start stabbing, and God <laughs> sort it out. Uh, no, but it was. Uh it was strange to feel that way, that way again because I'd been sick for a little bit and I hadn't taken the bus in a little while. So I remember when he left, like my hands were always in my pocket, but always kind of like perched a little bit just in case, just right? In case. But um, that's the thing. Like you, so my dad went through a massive self defense phase. He got his gun license. He like handed me this knife at one point when I was in university, and he's like, "Just in case, just in case," and I'm like. Am I even allowed the guns to over there give me a knife? You know how close <laughs> yeah. they get to You want me to bring a knife to a gunfight? What the fuck? <laughs> it's bullshit. Well, Everybody has dad's giving him the gun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, is, is this even legal for me to carry this? He's like, yeah, I yeah, know. It's fine. You're already um, nervous about going, uh, going to university. You're like, oh, this is a big step. Dad's like, all right, here's a knife. Keep yourself safe. You show Where up with the a hell machete am I going? day one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have it. I have it. But that was, rules. Uh, that was one of the first things I thought about in my mind when he left was like, I don't have my knife on me I didn't have it in my bag or anything like that and I felt like I was very like when he left and I reassessed the situation I was like I feel like if anything would have happened I would have had to pull my hands up and then but I'm also I did kick or uh, Muay Thai for a little while so I can kick pretty well so probably would just I see that's the thing most people out there they're not prepped for that yeah they're watching your hands but go ahead and then you start kicking oh that hurts stop kicking me yeah yeah, and then everyone says that you can't kick in a street fight. I'm like, it's a fucking you can stab, street do fight. Do whatever you want. You can stab a guy, but you can't kick somebody. Go for the balls, man. Anything Bullshit. you want. Yeah. When I was working a lot down in Mexico, I started to see what it was like to live in a dangerous place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I mean, I I know everyone says, or not, a lot of people say downtown's dangerous stuff. In comparison to what you're about to say? Well, it is dangerous, though, like... We're talking about. I, I had an incident with a gentleman in the gas station who was fuck, fucked on something, yeah. and the ladies of the gas station were alarmed. Yeah, and so I like shoot him out the door, right? and he yeah, had no. What are they gonna do? That is an extraordinarily dangerous situation. Yeah, because the likelihood somebody like that who's fucked up, the guy you're seeing, these are actually the really high likelihood oh, yeah. you're gonna get fucked up. You don't know how scenarios. they're gonna handle being touched, right? Mm. Whereas like walking around in Mexico City and shit with a guy, like it's a little bit different. But at, at first, I'm like, okay, I'm in Mexico, and when I was down there, like I had a armored car and a security guy insane right and at first i'm like this is wicked i'm 50 cent right <laughs> and then we go around and i would like see kind of how other people the people i was meeting with and they had security too so then like the security would link up and have like a security meeting while you're having dinner and you're like what the fuck and then you're like <laughs> are these guys even gonna do anything and then you start kind of talking to them. my guy spoke english and uh like they're trained and they're ready to go. So the first phase of it was kind of being like, man, this is crazy. And then the second phase is you get used to it. Yeah. Right. So you get used to going into like, we would go somewhere in the car and then we would go and he'd open the door for me. And then he would look at like every single person in the Mexican OXO Seven Eleven and decide, is anyone going to try to kill me? Yeah. 
And then if they were going to try to kill me, he would note them and keep an eye on him while we're doing things. So like I'd be there and he'd be like standing right beside me, but he'd have like two people in the store that he decided needed yeah, you're to be looking watched, to see what kind right? of Doritos you want. This guy's keeping an eye on three. Exactly. Yeah. And then like we go to the club, right? And then like he would walk up and talk to the bouncer and then like they'd do something and then we would go see in. Kind of, yeah, the bouncer's going to have an end understanding of who and what is inside there all right exactly so then you're processing you're like well when i don't have this how much danger am i really exposed to so then the third act of having fucking security and all this crazy shit is you come home and then you don't have it anymore and that's when i realized how we are like i don't want to say infantile but like it's so safe here for the most part and so hilariously like you can call the police and they'll help you Mm -hmm. that you know, when you're in Mexico City, every single place has a security guard at the front door. Yeah. Without exception. Yeah. And if you go to, like, get into a taxi, there's a reasonable chance the taxi is going to try to, like, have you mugged. What? Yeah, man. In Mexico City, there's fake taxis going around. There is, if they see somebody that they think. not fake taxi either. Like, they have <laughs> hey, the, yo. it's painted, it has the serial number, yeah. it's just parked by the side. You get in, it ain't a taxi. It's Which a is, fake taxi. What's, the, what's the, the marker you're supposed to look for? Or is it just like. A guy with bulletproof glass who gets me into my car so we can go together. That's the only way to be safe, is you don't participate. Wow. If you take an Uber, there's a less likelihood. But even in an Uber, there are people who are looking out for people to kidnap, for people to mug, for people to, depending on who you think you're getting. Being an Uber driver in Mexico would be insane. Uber, like if you get an Uber XL, it's like they have a pickup, they have a drop off, they have a this, they have a that. They need Waymo. Then you're safe. <laughs> Unless it's like report to cartel. Yeah. It's like, boop, 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 and you're yeah. like, pull over, pull over, pull over. But coming back here after that is when I realized how really safe Edmonton is. Like you go into the mall and there's like two security guards in all of Kingsway. Now it's changed, right? Like obviously society's changed. You go to city center mall, downtown security guards outnumber shopping customers 10 to one. <laughs> they need to, cause it's fucking crazy. Yeah, as there's now. a lot of shoppers there, but there's was, wild shit that goes down in other cities that like, Oh, for sure. I was at uh, Kingsway this summer and it got locked down too. There was a, uh, a shooting okay. outside Walmart or something. I think that was there. the well, one. I don't know the shooting, but there's like somebody with a gun. Someone with a gun. A... I'm pretty sure that was the one I was at. See, that's what, that's what happens usually. It's an altercation. Then somebody's like, I'm tough. Look at this. And they flash it. Yeah. And everyone runs away, then I get you. Don't get me wrong. I'd most likely do the same thing. Um, what are the chances of that person has it in them to pull the trigger? Yeah. Probably very small. When we're, However, when... I'm also probably not going to. Call his bluff. When I'm rolling at Southgate with my crew, with yeah. my set, and yeah. we're throwing up signs and going around yeah. food court looking for guys who want to yeah. step, I'm ready to die for my gang, man. He I'll be honest to. with you. If anybody <laughs> wants to fucking, I'll shoot you yeah. dead. See, but I, I, in the last week or so, there is the West Seven Mall thing where the kid got stabbed. Mm-hmm. And oh, yeah, like, I saw that. Like, like, he was his dad, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah I so, thought so, too. Yeah. Yeah, there's a 41-year-old. It was dad saying, versus yeah. dad and kid versus kid or some shit. Wasn't it oh, dad and kid versus sense. kids? Oh, was it? Was it, it was. a kid? Oh, shit. Yeah, the dad came in to, like, get away from my kid and then uh, squared off with the dude. Yeah. Gag Yeah, I saw that. And then there was the... Two nights ago, there's a security guard that stabbed him. The mall? Killed. No, I don't know where this security is. Somewhere downtown. Mm. Uh, I think I came home on Tuesday, so maybe it's Monday night. And, yeah, I mean, even, like, even the mayor, our friend of the company here, uh, the mayor said something like... 
whatever. You, had a, you made a little statement on it. That's crazy, man. Like, you got to ask yourself how much you can reasonably expect a private security guard to do. Yeah. Observe and report, not serve and protect. Right? I look and I judge them based on how capable you think they are. Like, if you're an older guy, I don't expect you to do much. If you're... 22 23 year old kid and this is like this is this is kind of you know you want to be a cop or this is your first step something like that. i'm looking at a little bit more from you and if you're 22 23 i'm looking at a little bit more from you i used to work at a 65 year old dude i get it if you're 20 like you've you're a little more able-bodied at that point like Get your fingers dirty. Get you know. Yeah, my uh, when I worked at Southgate, the main not main security guy, but the the big security guy. His name was Osama. Shout out Osama. He was well, he was he was, <laughs> he was a good guy. The, this Osama that I knew was a great Apple guy. Apple iTunes is like, Mm-mm, this doesn't get to go on there. <laughs> nope. Shout out Osama. <laughs> we, we got it in one episode, yeah. and then well, seventeen, but. Um, and he was like this big dude, like not big dude, but he worked out. He was very much, uh, you could tell that he would ball out if he absolutely needed to. And then he left and then they were all just like 19 year old blonde dudes who just couldn't like give a shit. Yeah, exactly. And once they like numerous times, people would come into the store cause we worked at the store with Connor McDavid jerseys all over the place. And whenever someone would steal, they would come in and they would just go, We'll look for him. Okay, I guess. And just this is leave. telling me you can rob these fools for Connor McDavid jerseys whenever oh, you want. You can. You can. <laughs> but that, that's, dude, that's what you get. Like, even in the football game a bunch of years ago, we were sitting up there with a bunch of friends of, like uh, for work and like one section over and 10 rows down, some old dude and some young guy were about to go at it and no security was really around and I got annoyed at watching, so I got up, walked down the thing and broke it up. And by the time it was de- dealt with, there was like two security guards sitting, literally sitting in a seat like two rows above me. What? There was a couple others around us watching. And I think there might have been two cops who arrived at like the tail end of it at the very bottom of the section. And I'm like, okay, so we dealt with it. And I can't remember what they went, kind of went their separate ways or whatever the hell it was. And then one of the guys is just like, thank you. I was like, yeah, sure. Like, can I get my beer again? Like, <laughs> it's, no, it's normally in these situations, not that tough. Be loud. Yeah. Be loud. Oh, Be loud and direct. Yell at people. Yeah. And they usually fucking them. calm the shit yeah. down. No one said that in the bedroom. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> I remember being, when I first started getting in the bar business, being like, so I can just like hire people and it's okay for them to beat people up and like talking to people. And they're like, yeah, my stepdad's a lawyer. And I'm like, is that true? And he's like, it's a weird gray area, right? right? Because like you are privately employing somebody to keep your bar safe. Yep. But they still have to adhere to the rules of law. Yep. But they get a little more gray zone. I yeah. Know. They get a little more gray zone because all day long they're dealing with lunatics they have to throw out. Yeah. Right? Yeah. What a pain in the ass. Even, yeah, over the however many years you've seen a lot. They definitely, hands are definitely a lot more tied now than now they were than they when were. I was walking in. We like would never, never phone the police on ourselves back in the day. At the bar. Oh, God, no. We would fight our customers. We would get losing a fight to our customers. We would get <laughs> robbed by our customers. And occasionally we would rob them back. Yeah. But we would never phone the police. You, now we, the first thing you do is phone the police. You got to call the police. Because otherwise it's going to elevate. And whatever happens, happens. But we're always going to be on the... Well, not always. But yeah, you're going to usually be on the bottom side of that. 
the losing side of that. So yeah, he's kind of like, all right, get the cobs down here, deal with it. It's so stupid looking back on. You have to always have to understand as you get older, when you're little, you're a moron. <laughs> That's why I kind of feel like if you could regulate and okay guys don't like get excessive excessive but sometimes people need to learn the hard way sometimes the only way to learn is to get punched in the mouth yeah sometimes that's just and there's a select group of people out there that's the only way they're going to learn and this is how you learn lessons in yes. life and if you don't learn lessons yeah otherwise someone doesn't give you a fucking smack, yeah they stand there at the bottom of the stairs they get yell all sorts of weird shit at you we're gonna kill you. You're gonna come back and shoot you. Yeah, whatever you do, whatever you want, and then they go off their way, and that's who they are. That's like they don't change. They don't. Especially there's learn. there's a certain type of person drunk that just <laughs> they're mm-hmm. morons, man. They need a punch. Yes, yes, yes. I had this guy a couple weeks ago, a couple weeks ago, about a month ago. We had a nation event at Greta, and people were leaving. You think Kennedy and Gina had just left in their Uber. And as they were leaving, this guy comes up behind the alley or in the back alley. And he's like, hey, man, what's going on? Like uh, pestering me about something. I don't remember what it was. You didn't go to high school in Mill Woods with him, did you? Uh, I might have. <laughs> yeah, there he is. Yeah, this guy again. It's the same guy. Um, but he just kept following me and just follow and like hands in his pockets and kept like bumping into me kind of. And that was like one of the first times where I was very much like, I think I need to defend myself here because it was very like sketchy, but I was very nervous because I you don't want to be the person on the news who if gets some shit. How far is he going to go? Exactly. I'm thinking about your cameras and shit. Yeah. I'm like, oh God. Oh, there's. No cameras. We have. (laughs) And so uh, I I remember just like kind of trying to lure him back to the front of Greta, (laughs) basically. Yeah, Yeah, well, back where there's like people, they can see everything. Exactly. Yeah, Yeah, and that was kind of my thought too. And I knew the people that because we had been in and out. I almost walked down to you too. I was like, maybe there's somebody here. Good thing we don't have cameras. (laughs) But uh, then they like they finally they saw everything and started like kind of luring him as well over to them. Then he walks up to the, the security, but like he was like bumping into me. He's like, I don't, I don't have whatever you want, buddy. Like, where's your friends? Leave me alone type shit. Was he part of the party? No, no, See, no, there's no. a, there's a good, but he was wearing people. an Oilers jersey. 15, 20 people. I mean, shit, it could have been my guy from last night. Uh, there's a bunch of people that we just know. Like there's every day in our little chat group is a so-and-so is out again. He's, Kicked him out of here, kicked him out of there, kicked him out of here, got arrested. Now he's kicked out of here on Tuesday, got arrested on Wednesday night, he's kicked wow. out of here on Thursday. What is that, inter-bar chats? Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Cool. Mm. It's like, to the point where if we have a, we kick out a drunk dude, and he's like, and then he stumbles on the stairs, and by the time he gets to Greta, they already know. <laughs> See, and then... You know, the 12 listeners of the show, whoever the hell's been able to decipher how to get a fucking episode <laughs> of this thing while we figured our lives out. I remember when Bar Watch came out. And Bar Watch is you go to the pint, you show Same your ID, ID, get scanned, they share it among a group of bars, right? Yeah. So Blue Chicago, our era bar that we yep. fucked and fucked ourselves up and beat people up and we're crazy. We we would get people I remember like we had three stabbings. This is one of the reasons the bar shut. Was Edmonton in two thousand and five when we were in our full swing was hella dangerous. Yeah. And that's when Stonehouse was open. Yeah. And all three people that did stabbings in our bar 
two of them didn't even get in. They one guy stabbed the bouncer outside. What? Because he couldn't get in. Yeah. One person stabbed a customer. Never was inside the bar. Yeah. And once someone got in, we had a big tilt. They stabbed something. Yeah. And that was in like eighteen months of operation. Mm-hmm. Right. All of them had been in Stonehouse that night. Yeah. Oh. But there was no way in the olden days for Stonehouse to communicate with us that, mm-hmm. like, this person's a crazy person. Mm-hmm. So you just had to have killers on payroll yeah. that didn't know who the hell anybody was. Yeah. And, like, yeah, dude, there was some, there was some badass bouncers back in the day. Oof. That could handle anything. Like, we oh, went. Big boys. We went to the mall because we were losing, like, control of law and order in our bar. Mm. And I hired people who worked at Juice. No, no, no. Like the upstairs one that used to be chaos. Joint. Oh, Rum Jungle. Nope. Rum Jungle wasn't chaos. It, they were just like juice monkeys? The joint after the joint. I always like. Anyways, the these were like big ass clubs. No, they weren't juice monkeys. The one guy had been to prison. Yeah. Oh, cool. But he's a good dude. Yeah. Right? And yeah. I said to him like, man, I got this bar. I've got some people in there coming by that I don't like, but I've more, more so there's people that don't even get in. Yeah. There's that are the real problem. And yeah. he was like, you want me to bring my handcuffs? And I was like, fucking right. Yeah. <laughs> and then he came and brought another guy who was in the military. Yeah. yeah. Oh. And they're like, we'll clean your bar up. And I'm like, this is going to be fucking awesome. <laughs> and uh, sure enough, but like it wasn't until bar watch, which violates all of our state freedom. I should legally be allowed to walk up to a bar and you don't know anything about me. I can see that argument. Yeah. But it wasn't until we rolled out technology that stomped on our human rights that it actually got safe. Yeah. So all it is is picture, name, murder warrants outstanding. <laughs> yeah. And then after that, so there's no address. There's no other and it has that. like bar picture, bands. name. And then so if you're good, you're good. Yeah. If you've been banned somewhere else, they'll scan you. Like a red, don't. Here's the reason why. From here, date, time, blah, blah, blah. But if you're a bad, bad person, won't it say you're okay, but it'll silently notify the cops that they come pick you up, but they don't Completely alert you. Completely different. So, yeah. So this, yeah, that is like, so you're talking like HA and stuff. Um, yeah, you're essentially, they will tell you, let them in. Like, don't do anything. Just call us and we'll come down and deal with it. Oh. It wasn't like that back in the day. I can remember at the original Nickelby's in the West End when I started working there and I was 20, yeah. having to go kick H.A. out yeah, that's, with a patch on. And I'm bro, like, well, I'm 20 years old. Yeah, that's H.A. Some of the Hell's Angels. Angels. That's oh, some God. Of, I'm an and I would go bro, up. That's I, some of the scariest shit you've yeah. ever heard. I remember going up to the table and being like, guys, you're probably going to try to kill me. <laughs> <laughs> I am 19 years old. You are in my place of business. And they're like looking at me and I'm like, everything I have is tied up in this place. Yeah. And you guys are freaking out all these kids. Yeah. And I have to come over here and tell you to take your vests off. Yeah. And like, generally speaking, if you approach people with respect, mm-hmm. they're usually pretty good, but you have like a window for them to decide if they think you're a loser or not. Yeah. Right. So coming up and being like, I'm a business owner. I'm laying it all on the line. Motherfucker. If they're older guys, they're usually better. They're kind of like a, the young guys though. They're trying to make a name for themselves. Mm-hmm. Those are the, those are the bad ones. So the old guys are usually pretty good about it. And the young ones are usually like, they can cause a bit. And of those are different days too. Like now you can't wear your patch around and shit. You can't wear anything. But those days they'd come in to get wings like 20 deep in your bar. You're like, oh Jesus Christ. Oh yeah, you got the jacket on, you take the jacket on, you got the vest on. All the on, bikes lined up on, out front. You got on, you got oh, new hang on. That's all the shit says it. Look like Kansas City Chiefs fans at a Super Bowl yeah, parade. There's so much <laughs> merchandising. Yeah, that's uh, luckily you don't. I don't know where they are now, but yeah, it's, it's not something that we hear about very often anymore. Yeah, I would say it's probably been 
quite some time since I've heard anything about those types of guys. The crime threat has changed. Now I think it's like not organized crime. It's crackies. Yeah, just petty bullshit. <laughs> Doing crackhead shit. Yeah. That's way more dangerous, though. It mm-hmm. is because they're yeah they're they don't give a shit. They don't answer they to don't, anybody within that the gang. They're yeah, a they part don't of. care about tomorrow. They don't, they don't feel care about shit. Their hierarchy. Yeah, they're just in like the next forty five seconds, and anything else of that is whatever. After that, yeah. this is why I advocate, and this is our sponsor of this episode, the Crossbow Depot. Oh, yeah. if you are looking to arm yourself, we recommend a crossbow at the crossbow depot. We've got BOGO buy one, get one on crossbows until the end of the month. See, we can't I'd, do this all year. Everybody. I'd be more one of those, those sticks that you shake it. Yeah. Longer. Those, <laughs> a baton. Yeah. yeah. Oh, not, not a full crossbow, like walking dead. Uh, man, if you're, if you're, if you've got like a, a point of view from the top, maybe you go with that, but the close hand to hand guys, Get them a retractable baton. Exactly. You know how you really win a fight? Nuclear weapons. That too. A yes. dirty bomb. You have a suitcase. <laughs> Kaboom! No, uh, spring roll from Oodle Noodle. Oh, yeah. Also delicious. We could get an Oodle Noodle ad. Not in. wasting that on anybody. Also, okay, that's so, true. Actually, yeah, I ain't wasting that. You go ahead and punch me. I'll be eating this thing. I'll be. I'll be fine. Okay, I got a question. I saw. a Jay posted a video. It's Noodle Noodle video. I don't know if it's all the stores, just one store. I don't know what. I, they have dollar, one dollar, one dollar green onion cakes. Yeah. That's chain wide. Where, baby. when, how? It's through one of the delivery apps. Anytime? What, really? No, it's time sensitive. Oh. I don't have all my information. Yeah. <laughs> but there are times as part of a promo through yeah, an app. Yeah, it was like $1 green onion cakes. Yeah, I saw so that. We were a little. Of course we have one dollar green I onion thought it was, was in like, store. The delivery app wars, Boom. dude, are crazy. They're fighting with each other now. Oh. Right? All and three? S- yeah. And like skip like the dishes. Anchorman? Skip the dishes. Sales have gone down a doodle noodle. But our overall delivery have gone. Like, am I allowed to say that? You know what? what? Fuck it. I am. Uh, our overall delivery sales have gone up. But the shift of who's delivering what percentage of things. And Uber. Who's winning right now? Uber. Uber's mm. growing like crazy. Skip the dishes is still the top dog. But Uber is really like getting market share from them, and they're doing things like Bogo, and Uber pays us. Oh, so they're like make a Kung Pao box, buy one get one free, I and did that Uber will give you seven dollars for the other box. And you're like, what the fuck? And then you see the ads Uber has at Super Bowl. It's like yeah. David Beckham talking to Jimi Hendrix that they fucking woke up like the most expensive celebrities you can think of, packed twenty deep in a room. If I do this, I I almost always go Uber Eats because they got the BOGO, and then they have like promotions. You get forty percent off up to twenty bucks. Then you sit down, and I go all crazy coupon lady. And I look for the BOGO with the discount and I try and get a lot of food for medium amount of money. I had a notification the other day on Uber Eats that said, spend up to $90 at Walmart and we'll give you up to $45 free. Whoa. So yeah, I that's get fucking crazy though. That's like Uber isn't profitable. DoorDash isn't profitable. Grubhub isn't profitable. Postmates isn't profitable. Skip the dishes. I don't know. They're part of Just Eat, which is a British company. I assume they're not profitable. It's not a good deal for restaurants, and customers pay a fortune. Yeah. I'm not sure the delivery apps are that good of a deal Why, yeah, why for anybody. Really? Well, I mean, I've seen places where it's like $31 for a Philly. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. Or they're like, buy one, buy one, get one wings. 12 wings. How much is the first order? Twenty seven ninety nine. Yeah. I know chicken wing prices. That is expensive. But then sometimes I'll hit up like the Earl of Sandwich. 
on one yeah. night there. They'll hit me with two Sandos for like a quarter. That's what I'm talking I'm about. Like, this isn't a good idea for them or Uber or me. Why? Because I'm like, I'll eat two Phillies. It back must to be back. good for them then because they're getting money from Uber and me. It's still not profitable though, man. Not profitable. For restaurants though, running everything through. Do you guys do Uber Eats and shit? The pint? Nope. I okay. shut them down early. Yeah. Outside of outside. Of, so we were, we didn't want to get involved in it before COVID. COVID happened. All right. I had to, had to, uh, had to give in. And then relatively quickly outside of COVID, we're like, no. So I can't Uber Eats a uh, Burt Reynolds to myself at home from the point? Oh. Well, you might be convinced the waitress to drive it over for you. <laughs> Outstanding news. <laughs> Motherfucker. How are we doing for time? Should we wrap this shit? We should. We're at 118 and you got another show to do. Dear listeners of Wanye's World that perhaps came aboard in the last week's super flood of content, oh, yeah. we welcome you. We're not always talking about law and order and beating up drug addicts and the like, but sometimes we do. So we just sit down, whatever comes out, comes out. Yeah, I don't even have a start to this show. It's just like, okay, nope. guys, the, the, the mics are live. Here's Boyd Devereaux. Cold start. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was looking cool. at all the descriptions of all the episodes, and four episodes in a row we mentioned Jordan Everly might be coming back. I'm like, <laughs> oh my God, we're repeating ourselves. <laughs> but that's one as well, baby. So we'll see you coming. next week, everybody. And he, and he still might be coming back. He's, Jordan Everly might be coming back. Put it in the notes. 